Hi, this is Steve Nerlick from Cheap Astronomy. www.cheapastro.com And this is the Carnival of Space, number 302. Well, folks, it's time for another Carnival of Space, in audio, from the still-under-construction new Cheap Astronomy website, because we didn't quite have the cash to pay the first contractor, and the second contractor wanted to fly by business class, and, you know, times are tough. But enough of that. Here's this week's Carnival of Space. So long, and thanks for all the exoplanets. Caroline Collins-Peterson, the space writer, reports that the Kepler mission may be doomed due to reaction wheel problems. Well, maybe. Supermassive Weight Watching Chandra describes how black hole-powered jets push away material at millions of kilometers an hour, starving the black hole of fresh material and building up the galactic bulge that lies about it. This process may explain the correlation between the mass of a supermassive black hole and mass of the galactic bulge it sits within, at least in larger galaxies, like 4C plus 29.30, which lies about 850 million light-years from us. Ubiquitousness. Or is that ubiquity? Hmm. Here, there, and everywhere visits Puerto Rico University and learns wisdom and experiences some hands-on learning. This week's theory on where all the water came from. At Air and Space Magazine, Dr. Paul Spudis has written a blog on the apparent similarity of water in the moon's crust and water in the Earth's crust. And the source, not comets, but carbonaceous chondrite meteors. Well, maybe. Back to the basics. Caroline Collins-Peterson, the space writer, also announces her new book, Astronomy 101, From the Sun and Moon to Wormholes and Warp Drive, Key Theories, Discoveries, and Facts About the Universe. Oh, and did I mention that I wrote a book? Know an astronomy fan but don't know what to get them? Or maybe you're looking for something cheap to put in a Kris Kringle at work. Well, our good friend Steve Nerlich from the Cheap Astronomy Podcast at CheapAstro.com has written a fantastic ebook called Astronomy Without a Telescope. And I highly recommend it. It's a great introduction to modern astronomy. Uh, it's good for the layperson. It's also got lots of links to uh, in-depth background articles. So it's great for beginners and experts. Uh, and of course, because it's about space, it has a few obligatory thoughts on alien biology and the fate of the universe. And some great pictures and images. It is $3.88 Australian. So it's Loose change that you'll find on the back of the couch. <laughs> I highly recommend you buy it and have a look at it if you're just interested in space because it's obviously astronomy without a telescope, so you don't need fancy equipment. That was Ed Brown from the fabulous Science on Top podcast. And now, back to this week's Carnival of Space. The future is nano. Next Big Future reports that researchers have found that the beam of a scanning electron microscope can turn a naturally occurring coating on the larvae of some insects into a sort of miniature spacesuit that can keep them alive in a vacuum for up to an hour. 
With this technology, we may be able to send small animals wearing nanosuits to space. And there have also been early successes in nanosuiting small fish. These nanosuits could allow several Earth based creatures, and maybe even people, to survive the extreme environments of space. The researchers believe that this technique could eventually be used to allow astronauts to do away with their traditional spacesuits. When combined with injectable oxygen, which could enable people to last 15 minutes or more without breathing. Well, maybe. Ground control to Commander Hanfield. Huh, bit no one else thought of that line. Next Big Future also presents some video clips of Commander Chris Hadfield demonstrating some simple things about life in space. And there's a clip of him doing space oddity with a few revised lyrics. Which some of you might have seen before. Not bad for a Canadian. Teachers in Space. Pam Hoffman from Everyday Spacer tells us that teachers and students are wanted to produce content for a crowdfunding campaign for Teachers, teachers in, in space. space. Getting back to work. The Meridiani Journal tells how the Curiosity rover is ready to start drilling again after just coming out of its month long quote unquote vacation due to solar conjunction. The second drilling site has now been chosen a piece of bedrock called Cumberland, which is only about 2.75 meters from the first drilling site. Meanwhile, in Finland, The Astronomy Club Tutatis in Kustavi, Finland, have prepared a summer space exhibition right in their own backyard. Although, of course, their backyard is in Finland. Missed by that much. Catholic Sensibility looks at Pioneer 11's near impact on Epimetheus during its 1979 flyby of Saturn. Scientists were concerned about it being obliterated by possible ring debris. It missed a small moon by less than 3,000 miles, which is 4,800 kilometers for anyone living outside the US or the UK. Cosmic Paranoia. Catholic Sensibility also provides a book review of Paul Merton's book on astrobiology called Are We Being Watched? And are we? Well, maybe. Oh, and did I mention that I wrote a book? This is Janet the Librarian here to tell you about an interesting new ebook called Astronomy Without a Telescope, the one by Steve Nerlick, PhD student and host of the podcast Cheap Astronomy. Astronomy Without a Telescope set itself apart from other astronomy books I've read. The moment I got to the contents page, the chapters included Einstein and aliens, and the entries included Is Time Real and Necropanspermia. That's when I realized that this wasn't a book about how to look at stars, but how to think about them. It contained answers to the questions you start to ask yourself after you've been gazing into the depths of space. What's out there? How did it get there? And how do we even know that? This is a book for understanding the universe and understanding modern astronomy. The book is mostly a reworking of blog posts from the Astronomy Without a Telescope column on universetoday.com. Astronomy without a telescope is only 91 pages long. The brevity is achieved by hyperlinks taking the place of explanatory appendices that would otherwise be necessary for beginners like myself. Despite the density of ideas, the book has a conversational tone, joviality that you might expect from a book aimed at interested amateurs. Because it's an ebook, the illustrations have a habit of making the text hang untidily on the page. 
but they make up for it by being beautiful and informative. Astronomy Without a Telescope is available through Amazon as a Kindle book and the iBookstore as an EPUB for less than $4 each, which is only appropriate from Cheap Astro's Steve Nerlich. It's a bargain because it gives you access to the concepts needed to truly grasp astronomy before ever having to look through a telescope. This is Janet, the librarian. From the fabulous Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. And that's it for this week's Carnival of Space. Thanks for listening. This is Steve Nerlich from Cheap Astronomy, www.cheapastro.com. Cheap Astronomy offers an educational website which is under construction, and in case I didn't mention it, I wrote a book. No ads, apart from that one. No profit, and that's certainly true. Just good science. Well, I hope so. Bye.